0: Well, welcome, everybody, to our second week of our discussion podcast on our Unsettled series, where we're taking a look at the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 to 7. I'm Pastor Kyle.
1: I'm Pastor Holly.
0: And we are so thankful to be here together with you all. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's been a lot of fun. Okay, so Pastor Holly, uh, we are looking at this next—we've been looking—last week, we started talking about um, the— the Beatitudes. We kind of had a a conversation around that. Uh, This week we're moving down past the Beatitudes. I know we only spent one week talking about a lot of stuff (laughs) in the Beatitudes. That's a
1: good week. We packed it in there. Yes, that's right.
0: But we're going to be looking at uh, or talking about Matthew 5, 13 through through 16, Yes, where Jesus uses uh, the salt and light metaphors. Yeah. Uh, and these are really fun and powerful metaphors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And back to back two uh, really different metaphors yes. packed in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: So, I think we should just start off by asking, or let me ask you, Pastor okay. Holly. Oh, boy. Are, are you a good cook?
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> that's not. My favorite question. Um, you know, I'm an okay cook. Uh-huh. Uh, my husband is the definitely the primary cook in our family. And if he happens to be gone in the evening and I cook dinner, it's the kids are definitely like, so, like, are we going to have hot dogs and yeah. the mac and cheese tonight or not? Because that's kind of where I go. So, no, I bake. He cooks. It works out that's, well. See, that's yeah. amazing.
0: I've seen a couple of his Facebook posts about yeah. things that he's grilled, or and it's yeah. just like. It looks incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's really good. I uh, I lucked out there for yeah. sure. So.
0: <laughs> well, I am like you. I actually was thinking. You know, um, usually my go-to is boxes of mac and mac cheese. Mac and cheese, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I am not I mean, a great cook. Everybody likes mac and cheese, that's right? right? It's everybody great. does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Except, see, Christina, my wife, she has this incredible mac and cheese recipe that Ooh. she makes from scratch. Yeah. It's not boxed, and it's amazing. So that's
1: great. That's like that's like a real cook. It, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she does a great job yeah. at it. We love it, <laughs> and uh, so it's a lot of fun. Um, so when it comes to uh, these metaphors, yeah. salt and light, um, one of these, one of the amazing things to think about. Uh, when Jesus talks about this idea of salt, and let me just read this first bit here before we talk about it. It's, Jesus is saying this, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how uh, can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. Uh, so he talks about this idea of salt and it losing its saltiness. Yeah. So one of the fascinating things about the way salt worked in the ancient world um, is that it was not primarily a spice Hmm. or a flavoring as we use it today. And so we make mention in the message that... you know, it's it's difficult for us to understand salt as a spiritual metaphor because yeah. it's like on salt, it's like in shakers all over it. every table we ever <laughs> eat at, right? Oh yeah, Jesus, that's amazing. There, Look there at that. you go, right, salt there we go. right there on the table. Yeah, and we and and you mentioned before before just a yeah. little bit before uh, that we tend to use the salt shaker as an image uh, that reminds us of this passage. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but for. Uh, in Jesus' day, salt was primarily used as a preservative, okay. not yes. as a flavoring, because they didn't have refrigerators.
1: R- right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So that, that makes sense, because they have to uh, preserve. I'd imagine we're talking about preserving uh, things that could spoil otherwise, yes. right? So we're talking about meat.
0: Meat. Yeah. Fish. Fish. You know, mm. those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, And the way that they would do this, this is really fun. I saw this uh, show once. It was a, and I come from a Norwegian family, so I really liked the show. And I think, (laughs) I'm not sure what channel it was on, but it was a Norwegian fisherman who would uh, uh, preserve fish using salt. Oh. And it was fascinating. I mean, he had coolers of just salt. And so he'd, he'd catch the fish, clean it, and then sprinkle salt on it right away, and then just bury it. In this cooler yeah. full of salt. Yeah. Um, and the salt would soak up all the moisture right. in the fish. Right. Um, and he would be able to preserve it for months.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then wow.
0: the last part of the show is he would cook it for people and they would come and eat it. And he was a really good cook, too.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. That's the way to do it. That sounds much, much better than the uh, Norwegian method that I know of preserving fish, which is but like burying it in lye, right? Yeah, Which exactly. Is not, like lutefisk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Not good. Yeah. yeah, not not great. So sorry yeah, if you're salt. Norwegian and you like. Yeah, lutefisk. I apologize uh, to my mother-in-law, but yeah, <laughs> it's not lutefisk isn't the way to go. But that salt <laughs> preserving it that way, that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So we could keep it, uh, keep it, keep that fish good. Yeah. on the boat. It sounds like for yeah. uh, as long as you need it to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Wow. And and so. When when Jesus uses this metaphor, so one of the things, these two metaphors are examples for Jesus of uh, of the outcomes of living into uh, the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. right? We've been calling these kingdom tendencies, right. the kinds of things that define the thoughts, uh, worldview, and behaviors of people who follow Jesus. Yeah. And if we're doing those things, uh, the outcome will be that we will be like salt yeah. and we will be like light. Right. Um, and so... Now we're beginning to think of salt not as a flavoring, yeah, primarily, but as a preservative.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: and so it's a really cool kind of thing. So there's a couple of levels to this preservative type thing. Number one, it's got to be pervasive. Ooh. Right? Yes. So when you think about salt preserving meat, it's everywhere. You right. Can't, if, if there's a part of the meat that is not covered or encased in salt, that's a problem.
1: That's a problem. That part's going to go bad. Yeah. And Probably will uh, contaminate the rest of it then. Yes, absolutely.
0: The whole thing will go bad. Yeah. Uh, And so on the one hand, you can think of the people of God Mm -hmm. who live into these kingdom tendencies. One of the primary jobs, understanding our work as people of salt, (laughs) is to be influencers everywhere we go, to be pervasive in our communities, in our culture. Yeah. Living into these tendencies.
1: Right. Yeah, so we don't usually use that word pervasive in a, in a positive Correct. way. But in this uh, instance, it's uh, it's it's meant to preserve, as you said. It's yeah. meant to uh, to really um, save that meat, save yeah. that uh, culture, that church, that whatever it's it's influencing yeah. uh, for good. So I, I kind of love that idea. So we're not talking about sprinkling a little salt. Right. Uh, on a steak yeah. here, we're talking about the entire cut of meat is yeah. just being um, covered, yes, uh, enveloped in this salt to uh, to yes. save it. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so if we think about our jobs as people who follow Jesus, yeah. I mean, the gospel is incredible. It's life giving. It's restoring. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you know uh, all all of these incredible aspects of who Jesus is and what the gospel is that that message is supposed to go everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right yeah and uh, so that's one aspect of this salt metaphor another aspect which you were just beginning to allude to yeah um, is and I'm gonna use a couple of terms or a couple of words that maybe are uh, fancier words, but this is what, when you read commentaries, they'll talk about this. Right. Um, I
1: like fancy words. Yeah. Fancy that's, that's words serum. are good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Except if you remember back to our prayer discussion, you don't need fancy words <laughs> to pray, right? Yeah. No, no. God doesn't need fancy words. <laughs> no. He's not impressed,
1: but... <laughs> but we but, do. But I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that's great. Uh, okay. So these kind of fancy words are the, an, another activity of salt as a preservative mm-hmm. is to arrest corruption. Arrest corruption. So arrest okay. corruption, or you can think mm-hmm. about it as Stopping decay yeah. or decomposition. Okay. So so to push the metaphor, spiritually speaking, uh, this is part of our job as people who follow Jesus in our society, in our culture.
1: Okay. That yes. we
0: are supposed to be people who, because of our kingdom tendencies, arrest, decay, stop corruption in our culture.
1: Wow.
0: Isn't that amazing?
1: That is amazing. That's a really, really cool image. So that goes right along with why the salt needs to be everywhere. Exactly. Right. To stop that, uh, to to prevent decay, to stop it if it has already begun. That's right. Uh, Yes. Oh, that's just yeah, I love that.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. and and so it's really helpful to think about and to understand salt in this way and using this metaphor in this way, because mm-hmm. our world is so in need yeah. of people who live into these kingdom tendencies and do everything we can, every place we can to stop yeah. <laughs> uh, the the decay of our society right. and point and pull and invite yes. people to the way. Of Jesus, life-giving, restorative, renewing—all yeah. those incredible R words. Yeah, all those incredible <laughs> words.
1: Yeah, we love we love the words around here. So, yeah, so that is—I love that image. Then, and that means that uh, to go along with this metaphor, that we as salt uh, need to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're bringing the gospel everywhere. We're we're not separating ourselves uh, physically from right. uh, from the world around us. Yep. Uh, because then there's no preservation right. there. It's not. We are not sitting in a salt shaker on the counter, right? That's we're right. we're there. We're mixed in, yeah. uh, completely uh, it, it, different, but inseparable from yeah. from our our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: that's right. And uh, so this this is such a powerful a powerful metaphor, yeah. uh, and it can be a really encouraging metaphor. And it can, but I think it can feel overwhelming, um, especially in the culture that we live in. Yeah. Uh, with all of the divisiveness uh, yes. even of the last you know month or yeah. months yeah. this last year has been difficult. Um, but we need to remember this call of Jesus um, as we embody these things it actually does have an effect yeah. on the people around us and our communities, our neighborhoods and what a joy that is. yeah and, and I think maybe maybe at least for me part of it is just a, a, a right understanding. Uh, a renewing of my focus on who Jesus is and who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And then letting God's power work through me as I live into that.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I love that. Wow. Okay. This is so I think if what I'm hearing here is we have like biblical permission to be salty. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes.
0: Do you remember the Salty, the book? Salty, the singing, the, the singing song, song book? book? Of
1: course I do. Oh, man, yes. It's so great. Yeah. That's you. You, you kind of dated I was us just going to yeah, say, we kind of just aged yeah.
0: ourselves. <laughs> Thank you, Salty. Yeah. So influential in my life. I love Saltina,
1: it. Saltina. Yeah. my role model growing I up. Wish,
0: I wish I could remember an actual song uh, that I could sing. No, oh. I don't want to sing on yeah, this. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I can. I'm oh. not going to. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this, so th- that's the first uh, metaphor that's used here, uh, in these, in these uh, Matthew five thirteen through sixteen. Yeah. The second metaphor is much easier for us to understand. Yeah. But it's all about light. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. let me read that. This the second part of this. It says, "You are the light of the world. A city on a hill uh, cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket." But on a lampstand, it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven.
1: So this is uh, like we understand this, I think, so much uh more readily than the salt metaphor, because there's no cultural context here, really. Right. Or at least, uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. There is a cultural context, but we understand light in the same way. Light is yes, light, and correct. it is uh, it, it is revealing, and uh, there's not the difference like there was with salt.
0: That's right. And, you know, I think even with, with this first metaphor, and uh, you just brought up a great point, which this is one of the cool things about the Bible. I love this. Um, it's so exciting because when you understand some of these kind of cultural contexts, some of the meeting, the meaning just it it just is so rich, yeah. Uh, and and helps us apply things um, in in real in the in the proper way that maybe the Bible intends it. Yes, the way yeah. that Jesus uh, was actually teaching it. Uh, it's really incredibly helpful. So yes. I love the kind of cultural context that helps us understand light. And you're correct. Uh, I think we understand light. Um, in the same way uh, that they did back then. So I want to tell a quick story of when I was a youth pastor some years ago, we did this, uh, we we did a a kind of a a focused teaching on this idea of light and dark in Scripture. Mm -hmm. And so one of the nights that we... We had, it was called the the night of, of light or the night something. I can't remember exactly what it was. But the whole night we had all the lights turned off. Oh, yeah. The only th- the only light source that we had was our projector uh, with the title of the night on the screen. And it was all just in white. So white and black. It was all dark. So it was really fun. Uh, but one of the main games that we did together was I took, a, I took a flashlight and I took it all apart. All of its different pieces. And okay. I hid the pieces all around the room.
1: <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. Yeah.
0: And so all of the students came, we broke them up into smaller groups, and they had to find the pieces of this flashlight in the dark. So we turned off the projector. I mean, it was pitch black. (laughs) So they find the pieces, and then they had to take these pieces and put the flashlight back together. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't tell them what to do um, other than just put the flashlight back together. Gotcha. And so what was really fun is it took, you know, a while for them to find all these little pieces in this larger room. But it was really cool. This group would find a part and this group would find a part and this group would find a part. And then they would, they just said, hey, let's get, let's bring them all together. So they brought them all together and they put the flashlight together and they turned the flashlight Mm, on. mm -hmm. And I didn't tell them to do that. I thought that they would do that, but I didn't tell (laughs) them to do that. It was really cool because what ended up happening was everybody else that was all around the room in different places, they all just turned, obviously looked at the light in the midst of this dark, dark room. Yeah. And they all just... Gathered together oh, wow. around the flashlight. Yeah. And then they looked at me and they're like, What are we supposed to do? And I was yeah. like, You did you it. You did it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, you win. You win. But it was really cool to watch what yes. happened in with light in the midst of darkness. Yeah. Light and darkness is a is a primary theme in, theme in scripture. We yes. see it in a number of different places. But uh So, I mean, I'm not going to, we're not going to say things here that you might not know already, but light, uh, darkness cannot exist in light, Mm -hmm, right? It doesn't just move somewhere else. It just stops existing. It just stops. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful in the midst of darkness and it's, uh, it's attention grabbing and it's inviting and it's comforting. (laughs) Right. Dispels fear. Yeah. Um, and so we are supposed to be like that. Right. Uh, in the darkness of our world.
1: Yes, and you can't help but see it. You can't help but notice yeah. it unless there's blindedness, which is another scriptural theme. That's right. But uh, but for those who have eyes to see, yeah. you can't not see light. That's right. Uh, if, if, it's, if it's there. <laughs> if it's there. Yeah, I ah, love it.
0: It's really, really good. And so um, this is, a yeah, and I love how uh, another example, um, I think it was last week we talked about uh, the... We talked a little bit about the hill where Jesus uh, would yeah, have taught this where, where message. He did the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, and it was really cool to see on that same trip uh, to Israel, the northern part of Israel uh, near the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. You, you, When you go there, you realize how close all these towns that you read about in the Bible are, and sure. most of them are built on top of these little hills. Okay. So it's really not that difficult to see from one town to another oh, across yeah. the sea, mm-hmm. um, or just, you know, not across the sea, but... Um, it would have really made sense if uh, to these people as well who were hearing Jesus teach. If you have light, you put it on a hill, and then everyone can see everyone it. You don't just hide it, it. right? Uh, and so it would have been really easy to see from town to town, or to yes. see all the different towns on these tops of these different hills, at night, yeah, around the Sea of Galilee and in Israel. It's this really cool idea that people would have been like yeah, yeah, powerful.
1: That's yeah, that makes that would make so much sense. And no uh, street lights along the way, no headlights on right. cars to light the way. That's it's right. just the light on the hill yeah. from the from the homes from yeah. the buildings. yeah, absolutely. Wow.
0: So Jesus does this other thing um, where in this he connects the idea of light and our good works. Um, and so uh, I love this because this is this is kind of this really direct call to yeah. action. He's he's saying if you want to be light, one of the things that you should know is your good works will be like light in the mm-hmm, darkness. Mm-hmm. They will be like turning on a flashlight. People will stand up and notice. Yeah, they'll notice what you're doing. They'll it says that they'll notice what you're doing, and you do this so that they may see these things and then give glory to God. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so you know, one of the things that we have been talking about a lot in our discipleship pathway into. Um, we want to be really practically helpful. Yeah, is just to remind everybody that taking loving action on behalf of others, we hear right from Jesus's mouth, will actually make a difference. People will notice yes. and be like, "What is that?"
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that yeah that is one of our uh, primary steps here, and and um, that just to just to put it in really. Uh, basic terms here. We are really just shining the light of Jesus. That's, that's right. That it, it, and um, I just think if we are, um, if our purpose here is to shine as Jesus does, then that absolutely is going to uh, to reach those around us. They, it, it, you we can't help but for it to because right. it's just that's what light does. That's what light does? Um, light is as salt is pervasive yeah. in such a positive way, right? Yeah. And darkness cannot exist uh, in the presence of light. So yeah, um, yeah I think that that is just really, a really important thing for us as the church to recognize right now is that um, these good works, these are uh, directives from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this, he is saying, this is how my light, you are my light, and this is how you shine in the world yes. is through these good works.
0: So let's just let's just end our time here by uh, w- again. I said it before; we've said it on previous podcasts. We really want to be practically helpful. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think maybe one of the things that we can do to help us uh, take uh, understand these concepts and and take some some action here is uh, maybe for me at least understanding more of what salt is and its role yeah. in arresting corruption of our society and the light uh, of our actions leading to giving glory to god our father for me it's helpful sometimes to move it from the abstract to the practical to yeah, say okay for sure i'm going to sit down on sunday monday whatever it is mm-hmm. and i'm going to write down this week what are what are a couple of things that i could do two three things that i can do uh that might be loving action that might be yeah. like lights for people um and you know maybe that's writing a card right yeah making a phone call mm-hmm. uh, uh sending a, a text message you know something um, uh we've ha- we have this incredible uh we have this incredible uh, couple in the church that continues to bring us these boxes full of gifts yes <laughs> yes and they have these really amazing uh Post-it notes on them <laughs> that are hilarious. Yeah, what a joy that is it's to so our fun. family, to our yeah. kids, uh, Lizzie. <laughs> they they have these little packing peanuts in there, bags yeah. of packing peanuts, and uh, our daughter Lizzie loves. And I didn't realize this is what they're they are intended for oh. as these gifts. But you lick them and you stick them on someone. <laughs> and oh, then they stick, especially if they're on skin. They really stick to you, you know. Wow. So our daughter Lizzie, she gets those things. She'll take the entire bag. She'll go hide them, and then we call her kind of the ninja because every once in a while you're just like, wow. She shows up. There's like you know packing peanuts you're all in packing over peanuts. exactly. And she runs away. It's the funniest thing ever.
1: Way to go! That's like she's being salt, right? <laughs> exactly. She's, you're now covered in packing covered peanuts. In packing that's peanuts. right.
0: You know, there's but so something like that. Yeah. What, what can you do? Um, maybe, you know, someone who is feeling really depressed or anxious and they need a friend, uh, or someone who needs food, uh, you can maybe provide some, some groceries or point them to, we've got a food bank we're running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, what is it that you can do? Maybe it's a neighbor who doesn't know Jesus and, uh, I don't know what you might do something, mow their lawn or. Mow their lawn. uh,
1: Yeah. It's. Any, I mean, I, I remember times when, you know, our neighbor brought our garbage can up yes. the street yes. for us, you know, and it's just such a wonderful thing to walk out there and be like, oh, it's already there. And it's, yeah. what is, it's a small uh, gesture, but it means so much. So yeah. just to let people know that you're thinking of them and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. And just to clarify, when we say that what you just said was a good idea, like maybe the gifts, maybe not licking things and sticking them on people. Yeah, no, that's probably, a probably less. Let's keep, keep that. that within the family. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. so good. Thank, yeah, thanks, Holly. <laughs> and, and just as we end, uh, even though these might seem like simple things to do. Yeah. Uh, we have to connect them with what Jesus is saying here. Right. That they're not simple. No. They shine the light on the person and the way of Jesus. They work to arrest corruption, stop the decay, Mm -hmm. give people hope and encouragement. So, for those of you who are doing this, for those of you who are part of Crossview or for those of you who follow Jesus, these kinds of things are significant actions for the kingdom of God. So let's yes. do them. Let's do, do them with inc- with gusto. Yeah,
1: exactly. And let's
0: make a difference in the world. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us. See you next week.